This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 37. In today's episode, we are talking about creating amazing relationships with your children. It's going to be a great conversation with me, my mom, and my sister as we just dialogue about the wonderful things that my mom did deliberately, specifically, and intentionally to create awesome relationships with her adult children. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, welcome to the family. I'm so excited that you found us. And if you are already a part of my tribe, I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you so, so, so much for just being here each and every week. So let's jump right into today's topic. Today's episode is in honor of Mother's Day, and it comes from a Facebook Live episode that I had with my mother and my sister, and it was on a show called Simply Sisterhood. I hope you enjoy it. You know, there's so many amazing women in the world, and I'm so excited. Tonight, I get to actually celebrate my favorite woman in the whole wide world, my mommy. So um, tonight, we are talking about creating an amazing relationship with your children and a a relationship that lasts a lifetime. And so, hi, Sarah. Yes, we, and Donna. Hi, welcome. We love interaction, and we are actually on location in Los Angeles, California, so we, I grew up in Santa Barbara, California, and so I am here back in my old stomping ground, right. sunny California. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, you Beautiful. Just, you just left 40 degrees, right? Oh, yes, it was cold when I left. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for, um, for joining. Please um, share with your, um, with your followers, especially those of you who are parents. Because what we're going to be sharing today is going to be really, really important, really rich, because especially in today's society where kids are just so consumed with social media, their electronics, their phones, and it's so hard to connect with them and really build trust and relationships and even create a safe place where they want to share with you. This is going to be... Today's Simply Sisterhood is going to really give you a lot of great tips and and information. So you're going to want to take notes because we're going to give a lot of great information. Donna said, hi, mommy. Hi, baby. (laughs) And so um, for those of you who are new to Simply Sisterhood and have never, I've never met you before, um, I, I actually have the privilege of working with women and I teach women how to fall madly in love with themselves by helping them to discover who God has created them to be so that they are able to walk as authentically empower their and stand in their power, share their, their gifts, celebrate their sparkle. I help um, engage couples, prepare for marriage, and married couples in crisis fight to stay married. And for the last 13, 14 years, I've really just had the privilege of doing that. And I absolutely love what I do. And so thank you for joining me tonight. And so today, without further ado, I really want to introduce you to my mommy. (laughs) Yay! I'm so excited to talk. um, It's so funny because, you know, I'm very, it's so funny because my husband, Adrian, is always like, you are so extra. Yes, this is my, you know, we love interaction here. And so my husband's like, you're so over the top, but you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. 
So my mom is, um, for so many years, she was an actress. My mom was a the Jiffy Mom. Jiffy Moms choose Jiff. So, you know, choosy Mom choose Jiff, yes. She was a Jiffy Mom. She owned her own dance company. I was actually... Uh, my sister is tri true triple threat dancer, actress. I mean, dancer, actress, singer, like amazing talent. And because of just who mommy is. And so I've always, you know, secretly, I've always wanted to be a dancer, a singer, <laughs> an actress. And I'm really good in the shower. I really am. A tremendous actress. <laughs> amazing actress. Yep. She is. And so, um, you know, it's, you know, just. The example that my mom has been not only to me and the love that she has just been to not only me but to all of my friends has really translated in such a way that I really want to share though for those of you who are moms it um, you know and I want to share some of the examples that you know mom you may not even know how it's impacted me as a mom mm -hmm. but really want to share those with you guys today. So, um, you know, God says to honor your mother and father. And so today I have the privilege of honoring my mom, which is so exciting for me today. So we're going to talk about powerful parenting. And, you know, parenting is such a privilege. It is such a privilege. And, you know, it's really not a right it really isn't, and mm -hmm. it's a privilege, and, you know, it just, it's, uh, you know, I can totally get on my soapbox, <laughs> and I see parents who just totally don't understand that it's a privilege, yeah, they just don't get it. and it's, they're so mean to their children, they're cursing them out, they're grabbing them by the hand, you know, MFing them, they're too, you know, just abusing them, and... I mean, it's taking everything inside of me not to, you know, go there. Yeah. And so totally parenting is such a privilege, such a privilege. And so such a blessing. it is a blessing from God. And so I truly believe that, you know, before you even leave the hospital, mm -hmm. parents really need classes. Like they need to pass certain classes <laughs> we need to have some policies put in place where you parents need to pass classes in order to even be able to leave the hospital with their children mm -hmm. because we have so many issues with that really stem from parenting and yeah, well the classes could start long before that you know yeah the minute you know you're gonna have a child whether you're having your child naturally you're adopting a child or you're taking yeah. care of someone else's children to start preparing your mindset, because it is an entirely yes. different mindset. Yeah. I think the Lord gives us children for us to learn how to stop being so selfish. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. it's not all about me anymore. Now, everything that I have to do for me has to go through a filter of what do I have to do for my kids. Mm, that's so good. That's really good, Mom. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I really thought that was really cool was... Um, the other day, I'm, I'm actually working on this project, and it's like social-emotional development. Mm -hmm. And what that is is it's really teaching parents, teaching children how to express emotion. And there are, you know, it's amazing how schools now, they have something called school-to-prison pipeline. What? Yes, a school-to-prison pipeline, oh. where they are actually suspending kindergarten to second graders things like that that's insane yes they're suspending kindergarten to second graders and so the school to prison pipeline and so schools suspending sec kindergarten to second graders the 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 risk of the of the, those students who are being suspended from kindergarten to second grade or second grade ending up in prison is so high i i i mean how can you not be traumatized by something like that as a little kid. Yeah. How can you not be traumatized? And speaking about school and what the schools do, um, if I remember um, I got thrown out of my high school. It happened to have been a, um, it was performing arts high school in New York. And I was told that my butt was too big and my feet were too big and my heels were too big. I could never be a dancer. My body shape was not correct to be a dancer. Um, 
my mother went down there the next day and she told them that they better put my big butt and my big feet and my big heels back in that class, in that school, or she was going to sue them. And I went back in the class. It was so hard from then on because they threw me in the back behind everybody else. But I ended up in senior year having the lead in the senior production. But it, it, it took that incident for me to see that you really have to fight for your children. You have to go down there. I don't know if you remember this or know this, but when Christy was um, first in a little, in um, it was a public school, this was in Denver, when you were in kindergarten, the first day of school, she came back to me and she said, Mommy, what is a, and it was the N-word. I said, say, what? And you said, well, this little boy told me that that's what I was. Next day, <laughs> went down to that school, talked to that teacher, talked to that principal, and took my child out of that school. I said, no, uh you can't expose children to that type of hurt, that, that depth of pain at such a young age. And that is what suspending children, I mean, all they're doing is being children. At that age, all you can be is a little kid. So any, there is no little kid behavior that is suspendable. Not in kindergarten, preschool, no first, second grade. There is no behavior that is suspendable. So it just shows that those schools, those administrations, do not know how to even handle the child, how to walk a child through whatever the behavior it is that they think is so awful that you have to kick the kid out. They they are lacking. The adults in that in that scenario are lacking because they do not know how to communicate with a child to help them. See what is unacceptable in their behavior and how to improve upon that. And so that's a total failure of the school system, a total failure of those particular teachers and administration. Yeah. And the parents should pick at the daggone place. They should wreak havoc until, until they get rid of those teachers or get those teachers and administrators into some kind of classes where they can learn how to communicate with children in a better way. That's you know, insane. And it's interesting, Mom, because I think parenting back in your day mm -hmm. is very different than yes. parenting now. Yes. You know, I feel like parenting now, there's a if there, if there's a lackluster, you know. It's interesting because even, you know, so I have a fifth, sixth, and seventh grader, and I, I want to have ownership over teaching my children about sex education. Mm. Do you know I'm the only parent who does not want the school to teach my, my to teach their children sex education? Mm. I'm mm. the only one. Wow. Yeah, back in the day that was a big fight. That was a big battle. It's it is totally different and you parents today have far more to deal with than we ever did with social media and and the peer pressure and the bullying, I think, has oh, just, huge has just blown all out of proportion. Yeah. You didn't see it every day like you do now. You didn't see, um, you didn't see, there was no such thing as preschool kids or little grade school kids of the second grade being suspended. Yeah, yeah. There was no such thing. Yeah. You called the parent and the parent came and, and had a discussion with the teacher and with the principal if necessary. And you found out what was going on with the child and together... Everybody yeah. decided what is the best be what is the best course of action yeah. moving forward. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I recognize that so you know things go through. It's like so much has changed. I feel in such a short period of time because yeah. it's not so much so many well, generations have happened. You, but no, but you know, back in the day, I personally, I think teachers became teachers because they wanted to teach and they loved uh, children. I think. Nowadays, maybe you have a whole lot of teachers who like summers off. Interesting. You know, they like all the holidays off and summers off. Uh, and so I'm going to be a teacher. Um, it's also, really? Because yeah, teaching so. is so hard. Like, and they don't get paid a whole bunch of money for just for summers off? I, I truly believe that. And also, oh, wow. yeah, and it's also one of those things that you fall back on. If you don't really get the job you want, you can always be a teacher. I don't think there's the dedication to teaching that there used to be. Um, I, you will find some dedicated teachers, but uh, for example, um, we have some nieces who 
we would drop off at school and take to classes and stuff. And I went to one of her classes. This was uh, in high school. And the one, a couple of kids were asleep on their desks. And the teacher was just, he was still talking, I guess. Another one was just eating her food right there in front of the class. I was like, what? And I asked my niece, I said, is that really what happens all the time? Is that what you do? She said, oh, yeah. But they have no respect for yeah, the teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the teachers. Respect issue for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, because the teachers don't seem to care. Yeah. Same thing with parenting. Yeah. Parents have to care. Yeah. It has to come from within. It has to be um, a love for your child. You, you have it naturally. You really do. We all do. Um, we all are motherly and fatherly when we need to be, if we choose to be so. In other words, you see another kid in trouble, you see, or, or, or um, hurt or crying um, in a group of kids playing with your own child. You, you go and you help that kid, and you, and you say, what's wrong, what's going on? You know, you wanna, you wanna communicate with them. Um, little kids in the supermarket, they wave at you, you know, you can wave back, hey, how are you? Granted, some parents, I, I wave the kids all the time. Little teeny yeah, babies that's... are always waving at me and smiling. I smile right back. And sometimes the parents get a little paranoid and they, you know, that I'm communicating with their child. And that's part of the fear that you guys have these days that, that we didn't have before. We just said, don't talk to strangers, you know. But um, you, there are, that people are basically nice and, and things have kind of changed. And parents, I think, maybe without even, maybe not even knowingly, may instill fear in their children. It's, um, it's really not easy to find a balance between instilling a respect for um, life as it is today. In other words, you don't talk to strangers. You respect the fact that there are some dangerous um, people. Yeah, dangerous people and dangerous situations in life. But you, you want to... Um, Find that balance. And the only way that you can do that, find the balance between don't scare your child to death. Yeah. <laughs> so don't scare them to death. Yes. <laughs> so they're so scared they can't even leave the house or, you know, or or, or um, know how to handle themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to take the bus and subway. You know, I was raised in New York. We took the bus and subway at 10 years old. You know, you're taking yourself into Manhattan. It, well, it took an hour and a half on the subway each way. Mm-hmm on the bus and subway each way, going to school and coming home. But you did know how to don't talk to strangers and how to whoop it when you had to get out of Dodge, when you had to leave. You saw a group of scary-looking people on the street, <laughs> you crossed the street. So you, we did learn those things. But today, with the, the um, uh, social media and also, too, social, social media parenting, where... The parent just lets their kid, you know, the the, the, the That's very real. The Xbox is the babysitter and yeah. the T V is the babysitter and the iPhone is the babysitter. You gotta stay on top of all of that stuff. And you guys just have more to stay on top of than we did. You know, and that's a good point, just because creating amazing relationships with your kids, mm-hmm. how do you do that in you know, when you have a social media when we live in a social media world? Because you know, we've always had great relationships. and I mean, a great relationship. We've never had that really weird thing going on. Like, I remember when um, I was in high school. And, you know, yesterday when I was at church, they talked about love covers a multitude of sins. And I remember when I was in high school, I think I was a senior, and I was at home on the couch with my boyfriend, and mom came home earlier than expected. <laughs> and she came in, and she was like, hi, guys. And she walked right into the kitchen, and it was bad, guys. Most embarrassing that. moment ever in my life. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment. And my mom literally, she darted in the kitchen, never said anything I was mortified mortified and um I had to give you guys time to get your act together (laughs) and I came back out she but it was 
it was she her the grace that my mom offered was it was love at its fine like at its finest it was love at its greatest right because she didn't you didn't reprimand you didn't I can't believe you know she you didn't go off it was I was already so embarrassed I was already condemning myself so much it was more compassion and oh baby you know I know I I know you felt so bad <laughs> anyway like I'm not gonna make you feel worse yeah. um and it was so powerful just the the example and your response that it was so impactful it impacted me so much at 17 years old it that when i became a mom at 30 that it 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 reminded me of how to respond with my own children and and so as a mom how critical it is for you to be very mindful and to parent on purpose it was, so whether your mom said or did something that you did not like or that you did like, that you don't repeat it if you didn't like it, mm-hmm. that you have the opportunity to change it, mm-hmm. to, to instill or be, an, or be the example, a different example. Mm-hmm. But it was so powerful, Mom. It was so powerful the way you responded in my most embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> that impacted me. That literally the in the influence, the way it impacted me to now parent with my children to really offer compassion mm-hmm. and grace in their most embarrassing moment and situation mm-hmm. that has created a safe place for them to trust me mm-hmm. with every secret. Mm-hmm. So I trust mom. So she's she created that safe place in my most embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. So I, now I can go to her, talk to her about anything because in my most embarrassing moment, she didn't expose me anymore. She didn't condemn me and go in when she really had the right to, um, but really offered grace. That's 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 something that you can tap into by tapping into your own child. Hmm. That's what I feel. When I see a kid, it's just automatically, whether it's my own little kids raising them up, or someone else's by tapping into the little kid that I used to be I can almost feel what they're feeling you know when a child is hurting and to just keep pounding on them you gotta be able to recognize and empathize and sense oh my gosh that's making them feel worse and worse and worse when do we get our point across you know it you really do inside you know it um, except sometimes, sometimes like that made me think about the two-hour lectures. <laughs> yes, we used to have two-hour lectures. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you just keep, you know, beating it and beating the dead horse. And, and when you your eyes are like a deer in headlight, <laughs> and you keep telling them the same thing over and over. You get it? Did you understand what I said? Do you understand? <laughs> but sometimes they'd rather have the two-hour lecture. I mean, sometimes they say they'd rather have the spanking than the two-hour lecture. But they do remember because. Both you and Keys used to repeat to me some of the stuff I said, and I said, oh, my gosh, they were listening, even though they were glazed over. But you do, you you know in your heart where you've gone too far. Yeah. And you can pull back. Just because you got that spoon out and you're going to, you know, you can pull back when you can, you can tell. Oh, he, he gets it. He gets it. Okay, have the conversation. Do you know why we're upset about this? No? And sometimes they need a spanking. Back in the day, we used to just tap on the hand, and that was enough. I don't know today, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. But I know that kids have so many toys and trinkets and electronic devices. Hey, I'm sure you take that away from them, they're not going to like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that type of um, disciplining works. Um, oh, another thing you got to have, like my mom used to tell me, your grandma used to say you gotta have that ten ton look. That or ten yeah, ten ton look she called it. Honey, right. we all have parents who gave us that look. Yeah, yeah they know. <laughs> their lips are tight. Oh. I hated that look. Ooh. The yeah. daddy tight lips and the mommy tight lips. Do y'all have the Hi Shalona? Hi Tony. The um t- tease on so the little 
the tight lip look. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do not like those. Yeah, then you know, you're, then they know you're serious. Um, for some, you can drop the shoe. If that's what they used to oh. used to talk about back in the day. Uh, when you were playing and making noise in bed, you were supposed to be asleep and you make a noise and you hear this one shoe drop. <laughs> and some parents would literally just take a shoe and drop it on the floor. And then you'd hear everything go quiet. Like that look. It, yeah, yeah. And then it'd start up again and they drop another shoe. You wouldn't hear any more noise. Yes. Because of those two times that you yes. really came in there and said, if we hear one more word. Oh, that's the ten times? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all know that. Yes. <laughs> so, hey, it, it, it's acting, too. A lot of it is acting. And a lot of the acting is fun. It's fun, like like doing homework. You can you can act out the um, the, the, histo- the history lessons, you know? And, and so let's give them some of the, um, some of the things that you can do okay. to create amazing relationships with your kids that will last a lifetime. So one of the things you said is homework. Mm-hmm. So um, doing activities together that create lasting memories. So like doing homework. You had an example for doing homework. Yeah. You can act things out. Right, right. And and you can even be silly, you know, and have fun. In fact, I think that's one of the things that you were talking about. But the homework can be fun. You can sing the math. I mean, why not? I did not like homework, doing homework with mommy. It was so funny because I was ta- I saw my dad last week and he was like, I was talking talking to him about Blaze, do, having to do homework. And he was like, oh man, I remember when you and, and Joyce used to be doing homework together. It was, and the look that you used to have. Really? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I did not like it. I remember being like... I did not like it. So that's so funny. So that you were enjoying it. I loved it. <laughs> and, and I, I was like, that is yeah. funny. It was hilarious. I oh, didn't like it. Hey, but you, got, you did well. You went through school. Yes. Got out of college. Got your master's. Ain't something. Yes. Something stuck. Exactly. <laughs> that's so. about maybe two. Maybe two. See, they couldn't go anywhere and play or do anything until their homework was all done. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that also helped you to get through it a little faster. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Hilarious. Hi, Keith. Hey. Hi, my mom would pinch me, Shalana. She's so funny. What, in church? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, okay. So, um, so we have the, so doing activities together. Oh, you know, one of the things that was fun that I wanted to share was one of the things that me and my kids love to do is they hate when I do this, but you have to be a hip mom. Like, so my kids are fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. You know, I know how to do the nay nay. You know, I can do the quan, yeah, the dab. What? You gotta know how to do those things. You gotta be a fly mom. Yes, I'm out there with them when they try to do that. They're like, mom, mom. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm always going to be a fly mom. Make oh, sure you do it with them because even though they say you're embarrassing them. They love it. They, they love, love it. it. You got to still know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, let, don't be old mom. Yeah. Always. And, and they talk to their friends and say, my mom is out there trying to do this. Do the corn. And she, mom's trying. My mom thinks she can dad. Yeah, but they love yes. it. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so the other one is making sure that you make an effort to have family dinner mm-hmm. that you sit down together no electronics no i mean like oh my gosh mm-hmm. they will stay connected to these uh, electronics mm-hmm. in their phones yeah. or yeah. The pads or, yeah at all times if you let them and so yeah and that you make sure that they turn them off come to the table one of the other fun things that that we do to help create relationships that last a lifetime is create we have something called um like a dinner game or like the if game so we ask questions at dinner where it's like if you could have any superpower what would it be um if you could own any business in the world what would it be and why and it really helps you to really you know, think out of the box, see what your kids think like, you know, why. It's super fun. Yeah. And you kind of see 
how they think, what's important to them, you know, and it's really fun. And they love it. Mm -hmm. They love it because it's engaging, you know. They feel like they're a priority. Right. Super duper fun. That's great. And of course, always the what you do at school today, you yes. know. And that doesn't have to go on and on and on. I love the, the mm -hmm. game idea. That's fun. Yeah, they love yeah. that. You can also do, um, um, say, a Bible verse mm -hmm. before each prayer. When I was raised, um, our family said everyone just took their turn saying a Bible verse. Everybody used to fight for Jesus wept because it was the easiest one. <laughs> everybody wanted to say that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but after a while, Daddy claimed That is hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so everybody knew, don't take Jesus because that was daddy's that <laughs> that's really funny really funny so um one of the things too that is really fun is where you have we do sometimes we do breakfast for dinner I love oh, that. So, yeah, I like that. we do breakfast for dinner or we do a backwards dinner where we eat dessert first. Oh, that's cute. They like that one. <laughs> and we have kids' night to cook. And they, you know, we figure out what it is that they want to cook or they get to choose what we're having for dinner. Um, and it really creates memory, yeah. which is super fun. Yeah. Um, oh, one of the things that, oh, my gosh. Kira, where are you? Kira. So, we, um, again, told you we were, I am on location. Those of you who are just joining us or are new to Simply hey, Sisterhood, <laughs> I am on location in sunny California. Los and Angeles. I, Los, yes, Los Angeles, <laughs> California. And so I am here with my sister, too. Talking <laughs> about the, what you can do to create amazing relationships with your kids that last a lifetime. And so we just gave some different tips. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about, so I had to just tell my sister to come get, get, come get in the, the conversation, is the silly times, like creating silly times mm -hmm. with your kids. Mm -hmm. So I remember when she used to pick us up from school, mom used to pick us up from school, and we would ask her, mom, where are we going to go today? And she would be like, crazy. Grab my mom's arm or oh, swing each other's right. arms around or 
tap into the creativity that I had because it was, you know, it was always there for me and my mom. So it it was never embarrassing. We were able to just be free and laugh and be silly. That's a good point. And now, praise the Lord, that's what pays my bills. But <laughs> you know what I mean? So who knows if I had such a rigid, you know, upbringing, yeah. I might not have allowed myself to be creative and funny and silly and, and all those things. So, and just waking up with, it was brought so much joy and laughter and mommy would sing, um, uh, let the sun shine in every time we would wake up. And that's something, that's a memory that I remember in that purple room. <laughs> we had some Christy picked it the color yeah. out. She wanted a purple right. room. Oh, Lord. But she would come in and open the shutters and be like, let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Smiles never lose. And promise never win. So let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the
bring up his grades considerably. Like the ends, it's wow. Friday ends this Friday wow. ends the um, the end of the first quarter, and um, so we you know we still have a few more days to to build up. But the the the, the point that I'm trying to make is the moment critical critical turning point moment that easily I could have missed easily I could have made something else more important easily I could have have missed what God was doing in that moment but just said yes we spent I had a we had a two-hour opportunity oh. yes. <laughs> wasn't really a lecture but you know it was interesting because God showed up, and you know what Blaze said? He said, Mommy, I love when you do this. Mm. I love when wow. you do this. And it was it brought us closer together. And I do know that because of that moment that we had when he was 11 years old, that when he's 12, when he's 13, when he's 15, 17, 24, 34, 54, he will come back to me. He will be like, Mom, I have a question. And... Um, he and and I have to say that we still we still have four more days, but I have to say that my baby's brought up his grades two grades. All right. Woo! All right. So we are out of the red. We are out of the red. We are in the black right now. And so, um, but it's about trust. Yeah. You started building. Yes. It's just a wonderful trust. Yeah. And so. I say that to say, moms and dads, that you have the gift of influence. God has mm. positioned you to influence your children in such a magnanimous way, in such a major way, yeah. just through your words, just through your action, just by making them a priority, just by changing what's important, just by walking away from the game, the football game, just by walking away from the computer, from your phone, from, you know, whatever it is, and spending time with them first, it can change their life forever. Yeah. That one moment. And, you know, that one moment when my mom, dad darted into the kitchen <laughs> when she came in and me and my boyfriend were on the couch. And, <laughs> and I was like, and I mean, most embarrassing moment in my life. And she offered grace and covered me with lo her love. And there was another moment when I was in sixth grade, I was actually sick and had a stomach virus. And there was a, we used to have this presidential, um, the president's physical fitness test. And I really didn't want to participate. And they made me run anyway. We had a run in the 50 yard dash. They made me run. I didn't have my clothes. I remember having corduroy pants on. And they made me run anyway. Stomach virus, y'all. I remember running literally. You remember? I didn't even. I ran through the finish line and off the field to the nurse's office to call my mom. She was home and came to get me. I got in the car, faced the back of the, the, um, the seat held the back of the seat the whole way because I could not sit down and in that moment I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom because my mom was home and she covered me saved me the embarrassment of having to be there at school embarrassed and so having the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom for my children um, has been one of my greatest privileges and gifts and not everyone has the privilege to do that um, when they even want to right and so but it doesn't mean that you have to be a stay-at-home mom to be a good mom no nope. my mother worked my dad worked and when i was in trouble like that as a kid or even me or my brother and sister they would leave their job and come get us and they would just say hey i have to go get my child my child is sick or a lot of times we just had to stay in the um nurse's office and lay on the cot and they would leave work early they would get permission to leave work early and come get us pick us up so it doesn't mean that you have to be a stay-at-home mom to be a or dad to be a good per, be a good parent um parenting really comes from within it comes from our heart it comes from our absolute love for our children it comes it, it become it comes to the forefront when we really want to scream and maybe knock them across the room but instead we 
take a deep breath and we ask them to, <clears throat> excuse me to explain what's going on explain why we're in the situation explain why you did what you did um and you come to an agreement right and listening very good being present yeah. being present get rid of those contraptions for at least dinner time every single night every meal no there's no there's no formula uh, yeah there's no no there's no um, electronic devices um, at meal time even if, if you got just one meal dinner time none you know but a lot of times people are just running out in the mornings and it's grab this and grab an orange juice and grab a bagel and grab a this okay so i can understand that but make dinner that time that you come together even if it's just for that short little half hour if it's a quick meal still you're together no devices just just one-on-one -on -one. and staying in the conversation yeah right? stay in the conversation have the conversation mm -hmm. like parents they don't have the conversation like they don't have the conversation with the kids you mean just don't even talk to them yeah oh man right i think a lot of parents think that kids are just to be told what to do which makes right. them not listen to them oh. they're people they're growing and to have the conversation yeah. means you actually have to listen. It's not, do this, do this, do that, do that. Like yes, you said, ask them why. Or, but you're also getting them to allow themselves to grow into who they're supposed to be as opposed mm -hmm. to always being someone told what to do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't allow them to just grow and to converse mm -hmm. and to learn how to converse yeah. and to be able to share and articulate their feelings. Mm -hmm. how, whether it was how school was or this little boy, da, da, da. if you're always mm -hmm. told, go to home or do your bed, go to bed, <laughs> go to do it. Very good point. That's Excellent. not having a conversation. That's right. just telling them what to do. Yeah. Right. A conversation involves an interaction, yeah. involves a, a message that is given and there is feedback received. Yeah. So, and I learned so much from each of you when you were little teeny tiny things. Mm. I remember I used to smoke. Carol was about five years old. Mommy, you gotta stop smoking. When are you gonna stop smoking? Both of y'all bugged the mess out of me about quitting smoking eventually. I finally did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way back in 1981, I did. But but they influenced me. I know there are a lot of kids who do that now with their parents. And and we, as a parent, should honor that should honor that, oh my gosh, this is a little person here. And this little person really can teach us something. Some, so many times you, you do your lectures and I would see them coming right back at me. And I made the mistake of saying to you guys a couple of times until I learn better, well, don't do as I say, do as I, don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah. That, I got that from my parents. No, no, no. That's a really That's good point. That's not a good one. Right? That whole generational thing. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness for revelation on that. Because, I mean, even my pastor says, has a really good story about how um, there, it's Thanksgiving and there's a turkey where the back of the duck or the back of the turkey is cut off. And so the great grandmother um, uh, put the, the turkey had the back of the turkey cut off the grandmother did it the the mother did it the daughter did it so the son or the daughter's like why do you cut the back of the turkey off she's like i don't know so she asked the mother she asked the grandmother oh, and the great mother wow. she said because the pan was too small oh my god so people just generationally people wow. just do things without not even knowing why mm -hmm. and there's no rhyme or reason and people just transfer things from generation to generation without even thinking through or why. Yeah. But it's like, do what I say, not what I do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't even make sense. No, and it doesn't. Even when, I mean, we had a moment where I had the kids writing out sentences at one time. And I remember when they were really little, like when they could start writing. So they maybe might have been seven, eight. And I remember doing something that, as in, integrity-wise, mm -hmm. I needed to be writing sentences. And I remember saying, Mommy needs to write sentences. And they were floored. Mm -hmm. They were floored. It was so powerful mm -hmm. where I was like, Mommy, Mommy's wrong. I'm going to write sentences. They were like, wow. because it's a, not about what's good for you and not good for me. I need to hold the same standard for me as I'm going to hold for you. And it was so powerful. Right. So, um, by example, we teach by example. Yes. And, and what they see us do, I think, stays with them more than what we tell them to do. 
So it's yes. our behavior. They're watching us to see the type of person that they are supposed to grow into being. So we need to be the best person we can yes. possibly be. The example, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me, my mom and my sister, as we went down memory lane, as we remembered some of the things that we did growing up. I appreciate you just sitting in, joining in our conversation for this amazing topic. We have an awesome mom. I love being a mom. We have a great relationship between the three of us, and it was such a blessing to be able to share it with you. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and, and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. <laughs> so until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.